Hello and welcome to yet another episode of Unpublished. My name is Amy. I'm James. And today we're going to talk about the role control has on our creative journeys um, and kind of just let you in um, into a little bit of what's happening for both of us creatively at the moment. Uh, we've decided before we jumped on that this is going to be a bare minimum podcast. We're both pretty fucking tired. Um, so we're just excited to get to kind of just touch base with you, let you into our thoughts and then we're going to be like, bye. <laughs> Yeah, I know a lot of you have said in the past that you really like our long episodes, but I'm really sorry. I want to go back to like 15 minutes. <laughs> we, looking back through our old ones, we have like really short ones. And I'm like, we've pushed, we've been pushing it out. Yeah. So I don't mind a long potty. Why am I so loud in the mic? Come on, people. Come on, people. Anyway, let's just hope it's okay. All right. So you came up with this topic idea, James, uh, literally like two minutes ago. Tell us so why. It's not actually about control. So control is not the way I would conceptualize of it. It's about understanding what we can and can't control. Yeah. So the key is actually to get to grips with um, the limits of control. And that's the key thing because like 99% of things are not in your control. Yeah more like infinite infinity things are not in your control because like you know if you expanded out enough to the scope of the universe then obviously infinity things aren't in your control um and if you spend your whole creative career worrying about the parts of your creative career that are not in your control which is most of it then that's how you're going to um get into funks that's how you're going to burn out burn out feel depressed about your career feel depressed Mm. about your creativity Mm. um the only way to stay grounded the only way to stay uh to keep in a positive mind frame about your career really i find is to return to what's not and what is in my control and i'm guessing the reason why you decided that this would be the podcast topic today is because you've strayed from this yeah i went um i those of you who have been listening for a while will know that i'm really into and i have been in the past really into the daily stoic the journaling book um by ryan holiday and uh someone else i always forget the other person's name i feel really bad about it yeah he co-writes oh my god that's so sad i know isn't it i swear it's only his name on the front i think it's like the old big ryan holiday small other person but other person's obviously a legend um and as we've said before some people can really bounce off stoicism because they think it's like some kind of like just grind grit through things but that is not what stoicism is the key story principle and this is the first lesson in the daily stoic journal is from epictetus and epictetus basically just says the heart of stoicism is control and not control and knowing when what to control is what you can control and what you can't control Mm. and it's so true like whenever i feel down about my writing it's like because i'm worried about how agents are going to look at my proposal i'm worried about Mm. whether my book is good Mm. i'm worried about um whether I've done like enough by some arbitrary standard yeah. rather than just going, yeah, what can I actually control in my creative life? All I can control is my own attitude when I turn up to mm. write. And I mean, it's even, tr- you know, even when you get to the point of like, I can control how many words I write in a day, that's even almost beyond your control. What? I, I mean, I don't think it is. I think, I think that's what I, I think I, I choose to believe that, how many words I write in a day is in my control. Yeah, but you could extrapolate it to the point where like, but then if you do extrapolate it further and further and be like, well, I literally nothing's in my control, then you can feel so powerless. Well, then you get into the into a whole free will discussion. And basically like, if you want to go down the rabbit hole of free will and convince yourself that you we have no free will, 
then like sometimes I find that's the logical place to go, but it's not helpful. Um, so this conversation was banned in our household for a yeah. while because I, James was really interested in this idea of whether we had free will or not. And he kept wanting to discuss it. And I, you know, like it's really interesting for like a fucking minute. And then it's like, well, this is just depressing because if you choose to go down and no, we have no free will. It's like, <laughs> what's the point? Yeah, exactly. So I think, you know, practically um, instead focusing on assuming that you have agency, assuming that you can, you know, make a choice mm. at, at certain points in your life you know you, you when you either deciding either yes i'm going to sit down right or yes no i'm not you can have a choice in that moment mm. that's almost all we have as creatives that that moment where we could or couldn't create mm. and it turns and it becomes and you choose yes i will mm. that's almost the only battle we really have to fight yeah i love that like that's the battle we have to engage in there's yeah. no other battle and that battle leads to all the other battles exactly that are outside of our control so choosing in the moment to control how often you come to your art and how much time you spend on your art is the only thing that will benefit the will an agent like my work will my book be good things mm -hmm. like that yeah, I was teaching this morning, I was a guest teacher um, with some actors and we were talking about success and we were talking about, um, this is kind of just reiterating what you're saying, but the um, burnout that comes when all of your uh, measures of success are outside your control. Mm. Um, so we, we've gone over this a lot on this podcast, but when all of your um, measuring devices for success are externally gifted to you so you have no control over how it is you succeed um the lack of agency the lack of power that it leaves you with is debilitating like mm. we have to be able to understand how it is we can make impact without permission from anyone else without needing anybody else involved um because we need to feel agency we need to feel that power because we we do have power and we you know we are incredible creative beings who do have agency in this world yeah and the, the longer i so I've been, I haven't done the Daily Story Journal for a couple of years now because I felt like it was, I felt like it was, you know, fairly ingrained because I was doing it every day for ages. Mm. And, but you just slip away from these things. And like, it's only been in the last week or so that I've realized that I am in a funk right now because that is out completely, like that idea of control, not control is completely gone from my life or was completely gone from my life. And like, mm. and what it is about when you get good at it and when you're in the flow with it is it's actually, it's more like a mindfulness practice. So it's stopping whenever something literally you know you can get so good at this where if, if you can get it ingrained in you enough it's like you can be someone can literally like slap you in the face and you can literally be so good at this that you go hang on like my reaction to this is in my own control mm. i don't think i've ever gotten there but people report that you can get so good at this but you know you know things like uh, sam sam harris says he reckons he could be put in jail doesn't he or is it sam harris yeah, he says he could be in solitary. He reckons solitary. he could be in solitary confinement, and he just would be like, "That's fine." So it's just another path to mindfulness because yeah. you know that he got there through meditation. But this is another. I think this is this really suits um, people who maybe don't want to sit in boredom for ten minutes is mm. uh, a day and meditate. Yeah, I think you know that's why journaling can be so good, and that's why the daily stoic journal can be so good. Mm. But yeah, it's um, you know i've been in situations when i've been good at this where it's like you know oh well, my plane has been delayed for two hours and you just sort of like just that admitting oh well that's not in my control yeah has helped so much and then like i don't I've, i'm kind of upset at myself for letting myself get away from that yeah because it's such a powerful tool it like makes everything in life so much easier it's like oh my book up my um query letter got rejected 
Well, that was never in my control. Yeah. I could control how much effort I put into writing my career letter. I could control how much effort I put into writing my book. And that's where it stops. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. What about um, people who say that they find this like frustrating because it means that, you know, oh, I feel like I can't dream. I feel like I can't like think about the future that I want. Yeah. How do you respond to that? I think, you know, it's a fair point, but the Stoics would never say, don't have goals, don't have dreams, don't strive for anything. But it's just about being process driven. Mm. And this is all comes back to being process driven. Yeah. And it's like, yes, you can set yourself the big goal, but just acknowledging that the easiest way to get to that goal is by actually focusing on the controllables. Yeah, and what you can control. Yeah. And I'm going to weave this into um, a practice that I've been doing at the moment. Um, I've been reading Joe Dispenza's book, uh, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, and I've been working with a few of his meditations. I know he's a, a controversial figure, but I've been resonating with some of his work. Not all of it, but some of it. And Joe has a lot of meditations about envisioning what it is that you want and really experiencing the joy, like the amazement, the gratitude in your body right now. So it, it it's essentially about prepping your central nervous system and prepping your body for the feelings of of success. And for me, this is such a, I can do this every day and I'm doing it with my breath work every day, right? I'm prepping myself for the future that I envision that I love and that I want. And it's something within my control. So it gives me this kind of, um, it's not an illusion of control. I'm Mm. just having a little portion of this is my, this is my dreaming, dreaming time. This is when I pull my future into the present moment and Mm. I physically feel Um, my future coming to me and it feels like a little controllable way to dream big yeah and i think this is something that i really get from stoicism as well is that when you become mindful enough enough of your emotions and this is something we've clashed about in in the past you can have a degree of control over them like you can't control what emotion arises in your body at any moment but you can control how you react to that emotion yeah you have 100 percent control over that Sorry, I don't want to say, I mean, obviously there are exceptions to everything and I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm saying this as someone without any serious mental um, health problems. As, you know, in my case, I find I can do this. I'm yeah. not saying this will definitely be something that you can do. But in my case, I find that I do have quite a surprising amount of control. And this isn't about suppressing. It's about noticing. It's always about yeah. noticing. It's never, yeah. it's always about letting the emotion. Noticing and then choosing. Like the Stoics would never say suppress your emotions. They would say feel it let it flow through you, experience it. And then once you identify it and you look at the emotion directly, it'll lose a lot of its power over you. Mm. I mean, the reason why me and James clash over this so frequently is because I experience emotions in, I would like, obviously you can't measure it, but like I would say tenfold, like I experience emotions in a much more powerful way. And for me, especially I have several different types of emotions, particularly lethargy or irritation when I experience them, like they consume me and it feels like there is very, very little choice. And, you know, I'm grasping, I'm doing a lot of work at the moment on it and I'm grasping it at the choice when I can. And, you know, I've been doing a bit better. Um, but sometimes it feels inescapable. Yeah. Um, but I can still notice and I, I still understand that there's a choice. And I, and I know for me, you know, the difference between how I've been feeling for the last few months with, that, you know, my meditation practice not being the best, not doing... Um, I still journal every night before I go to bed, which helps a lot, definitely. But losing the structure of my journaling, which I really need mm. from the de- something like the Daily Stoic, um, I have noticed that I am in far less control of my emotions. And that trickles down to everything in my creative journey yeah it's just and, like, and in, in other things in, and in life, life yeah well. in everything yeah. in the gym mm. yeah everywhere and once again it's like you know control of 
your emotions doesn't mean not feeling emotions. Yeah, yeah, that's a really important distinction. It means being mindful of your emotions, and that's just such a powerful thing for me. Yeah, I and that. and I know the difference, and I can feel the difference. I, it's so obvious to me when I haven't been doing these things, and when I have. Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's so interesting having this discussion with us because both of us are so we process so differently we used to used to be like because the big argument we used to have was i think it was around the difference between emotion and feeling feeling it was like or or thought you you couldn't a thought it was like Mm. you were like i'm having a thought which is sad and i'm as a result and like you know and that is the same as the emotion yeah whereas to i don't know to me i like to separate those things sort of yeah it's way healthier but you always said that you're like, oh, you just, I think, you, I think your problem was you were going, oh, you're just saying you're better than me, James. And I was like, yeah, you are. that's not, not what I'm saying at all, because <laughs> you have such an amazing emotional depth that I don't have. And it's, I'm almost jealous of it all the time. It's like, you have a really heightened sense and you have a, you're really amazing at feeling your feelings. Mm. Whereas sometimes, you know, sometimes amazing things can happen to me and I'm like, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, and sometimes really horrible things happen to me and I'm like, it's fine. Yeah. And it's like, it's a trade-off, right? Yeah, yeah. It is definitely a trade-off. And of course, and as I was saying before, it's like, I wish I... I think when I feel like I'm in touch with the controllables, when I'm in touch with like really identifying what's in my control, what's out of my control, I feel like I feel safer to experience emotions. Yeah, interesting. And I can can like enjoy the emotion more. Yeah. Because I'm more present in the emotion. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like, I always, oh, I remember, I've got some really weird examples of this, but like, I was playing a game of touch football. Shocking that and we're this, talking about touch. I know. The guy, this guy on the other team, this, this got me for days. And this is probably like, right in the middle of what I was journaling about this. The guys on the other team were just so aggressive and I couldn't believe it. Like it's touch football. I play this because I don't want to play rugby anymore because I don't want to get a concussion and break my brain Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i'm playing touch like and these guys are pushing and shoving and like and i just got so worked up about it and i just thought it was so unfair yeah and but like luckily this was the and i was obsessing over it for days and days and days and like luckily this was the time when i was just starting journal about control and as soon as i realized this thing i was like oh my i couldn't control it these guys were being aggressive to me on the touch field all i can control now is your response. My response. Mm. I was just like a relief and was like, I could suddenly just like palpable. laugh about it and mm. kind of almost, ex- you know, sift and examine that scenario and really enjoy almost the examining of it. Yeah. Interesting. I feel like I've gone a bit, I feel like I don't, I haven't nailed down what I'm trying to say here. No, I know. It's good. It's a good conversation. But I, it's just, I, I think it's like, if you can spend a couple of minutes a day just thinking about what parts of your creative journey or your whole life are really in your control. Like a really, you really have influence over it. Like, which essentially means that anything that isn't you internally is a no. Yeah. And even things like, the Stoics even say, you know, your body isn't in your control. So that means things like, are you gonna have a depressive episode? Are you gonna have an anxious episode? Like things like this are also not really in your control. Mm. I mean, of course there are things you can do Yeah. Um, to help those things, but like often these things just come out of nowhere. Yeah. And so it's like, and then, there's another layer on top of the of your mental health though, which is your like response to your response. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you can just spend a couple of moments a day, a minutes a day, thinking about this, it yeah. can really have a massive impact. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it can mean like things like when you sit down to write. When I sit down to write, if I'm thinking about whether the scene's going to be good, 
if I'm thinking about whether an agent's going to like what I'm writing right now, mm. the quality of the writing always declines. Yeah. It's always just so, so, so much more self-conscious, like not play, it's not fun, it's not free. Yeah. You know, this comes back for me where I'm at at the moment. I'm just really battling with Instagram. A lot of content creators and people on Instagram are like, I don't know what's been happening, but like I just getting very, very, very little amount of people are seeing my work at the moment and I can't control that. And the way that I think about it and I'm like, well, what could I do to manipulate it? Like, how could I play the system? Like what type of content would, you know, sneak around this very strange algorithmic change? Like, and it's just so exhausting to think about that. Cause like at eventually like I, do, I can't, like I just can't, but I'm such a strategic person that like my brain keeps wanting to strategize around it. But this is where it comes. It's like, yes, you can't like your response is in control. Like you can go, okay, well, I'm going to change my content. Yeah, and true. And you making that different content is in your control. But then it, but then you always have to give up what the algorithm is going to do. Exactly, I can't control so the outcome. So you can take action. Like action is yeah, always in your control. Yeah, action's always in like You can yeah. always take action. You yeah. can always take action. It's just that like sitting there, like sitting there stewing on it Yeah, isn't that. Yeah. And I think letting go of the stewing time and like embracing the action time yeah. is also a lot about what it's about. And then I think also there's a stage of surrendering. For, so like there's, you know, action is great and exciting. Mm. And like we do need to take action. A lot of times the choice that we have, you know, we can take beautiful and brilliant action. It's within our control. But then like I also feel like the way I've been pushing this Instagram thing recently probably needs more of a surrender than an action. Yeah, 100%. Like I just need to be like, well, this is the way it is. Which mm. is like, you know, when I come back to being in control of my creative work, I'm not when I say taking action I'm not saying like now I realize I'm in control and all I can control is how much I write every day I'm not suddenly upping my word count to a thousand yeah I'm just being content with the 500 words I'm already doing yeah 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 and I'm just sitting with that being like oh no I'm already doing the controllable thing mm. and I can like and, I, and what I'm and it helps my mental health because I'm like oh well I don't have to be so worried about what happens every day when I turn up to my writing. I can just let it be. Mm. There's no worse feeling for me personally than this feeling of, oh, I really should be doing more. I mm. really should be doing more. And this idea of like, you know what, you're, you've, you're doing all that's in your control already and you're doing so well and it's okay. Like just exhale, like you've, you're already doing it. You know, mm. it's very, it's very important part of me taking care of myself, that kind of language. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Well, we've, we've been 1845. Well, sorry, since I turned the camera on pretty good is it pretty good yeah i'm happy it was I'm a bit happy. of a random chat but a, a few things i want to finish on one is i think you know whenever we talk about stoicism there's not enough room in these spaces to talk about the fact that sometimes you know you're not going to be able to do these things perfectly you're not going to be able to mm. perfectly as i was saying before i struggle with it still like i feel better when i'm ta- when i'm thinking about it every day mm. but like no one's perfectly able to just like dissect every moment of their life mindfully Mm. it's just not gonna you know it's not a realistic realistic expectation and they don't talk about these people often men who do these big stoic um books and podcasts don't talk about the fact that you know sometimes there are real struggles for us Mm. sometimes you know your mental health might not be great yeah and it's gonna be really much harder to do these things yeah yeah um it needs to be nuanced yeah like these are just tools that you can use yeah um, and that I think when you are able to utilize them are really helpful. Yeah. It actually was really interesting um, in bringing up one of my niche favorite podcasts, Chasing Excellence by Ben Bergeron. Um, the day he was talking about this person was like, oh, Ben, you always say focus on the controllables, but you know, my daughter is really sick at the moment and I just don't see how like, and he was saying, you know, I don't see how I can put a positive spin on this. Mm. And Ben was like, well, can, 
Trollables is not about putting a positive spin on a bad situation. Yeah. Like sometimes we're just in a bad situation. Mm. It's about um, like what tools can we use to better be present and understand the situation and see it clearly. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Amazing. And then I also want to talk about the blog. Sorry. (laughs) That's all right. That um, we're sending out a newsletter every week that's uh, loosely based on whatever we've been talked about. Uh, what have we talked about on the podcast and it'll come out probably the day after the podcast most weeks like a tuesday um and that is mostly me writing um amy obviously has editorial um Privileges. contributions mm-hmm. and reads it and we bounce off ideas off each other but i'm the one who's physically at the keyboard typing um so if you want to hear from me and from about you know what we've all the sort of unpublished stuff we always talk about uh, like last week i did um a email about why i like to interview people and reflecting on our interview with Jay, reflecting on what I, um, is hard about interviews and why you might like having an interview podcast or running interviews yourself. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Amazing. Anything else? No, my breathing's all like off. So I feel like I'm out of rhythm. Okay, well, shut up shop. We said we were going to talk about where we were at. Well, I kind of talked brief. Oh my God, it takes so long for us to end a podcast. Yeah, it's the best. People are like, okay, we're done. No, and I wonder if I should check if we have a massive drop off. I don't think we have a huge drop off at the end. So, so thanks guys for, <laughs> for sticking, sticking with around. Us. Um, at the moment, I'm doing a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. I'm writing my two books. I'm really hoping to have my um, second book, Maud, out by the end of the year. So I'm editing her at the moment. Um, still writing Jack, um, my historical mystery crime novel. Uh, she's in the second draft. I'm also putting together a proposal for a journaling book. Um, I also really want to start properly making some cool fucking content for YouTube. Like I feel really creatively alive at the moment, um, and I'm excited. Yeah, just reminding you that you can watch you can watch the podcast on YouTube and Spotify. Yeah, which is awesome. If you want to see our faces, that's yeah. just we're very gesticulatory. We're very, you know, we, expressive with we our hands. Throw looks at each other. Mm-hmm. There's a lot you're missing. If you're a lot, there's a lot you're missing. And, oh, something I think like we've been wanting to mention for a long time is the canonical way. Have we mentioned this? The canonical way to listen to our podcast is at 1.5 1. 5 times speed. speed. <laughs> if you're listening at one speed, you're doing it wrong. Sorry. I just think that we sound, we sound so much more put together at 1.5. So that's the canon, okay? It's because you sound so erudite. You're like, all these ideas are coming at me like this. Bam, 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 bam. Because <laughs> it cuts out a lot of the pauses. So you seem like you're just flowing from one idea to the other. Whereas at one time speed, you can actually obviously hear us being like, uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that's that's how we want you to listen to it. Oh, and as for me, what I'm up to, oh, sorry. I'm just writing my third book. Yeah, you Having are. fun. Well, Sometimes. Trying, to, trying to focus on what I can control, which yeah, is just are. getting the words down. Yeah, you are. And it's been hard. <laughs> it's been really hard. <laughs> amazing thank you all for uh, bearing with us and for being with us on this journey we're so grateful for you we've had some really fucking great responses to the podcast recently and we're just so grateful to get to go and chat with you each week it's the best yeah it's awesome you guys are the best okay see you next week bye ciao